Welcome to What Day Is Today, where we tell you what day is... Today, that guy is Christian, and I'm B, and we're going to tell you what day is today. What day is today, B? Today is World Animal Day, one that everyone can get behind. No hot takes there, right? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't know if you're being sarcastic, because that one sounds like I don't know why anybody would be upset about it. Because yeah, exactly. everyone likes just, an animal. Yeah, we just always called at least a holiday dumb. Like, one of us will call any holiday dumb. But not this time. World Animal Day is great. Well, I was going to say it was dumb because it's too broad and vague. That's like World Thing Day. <laughs> we found it. All right, it's also <laughs> National Vodka Day. <laughs> National Taco Day, which that should be May 5th. Uh, National Golf Lovers Day. And National Consignment Day. Well, National Taco Day, I just want to let everybody know that we're in the past recording this on a Tuesday. So, you know, they really, they really missed an opportunity doing this on a, on a Monday. Oh, yeah. Why does, they're missing all kinds of things here with National Taco Day. Should be on a Tuesday, and it, it just already is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> it shows up I twice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were already going that way. Wait, uh, do they have it for Cinco de Mayo as well? Like, is National Taco Day on Cinco de Mayo, or is that just like a... No, it's just Cinco de Mayo in general. Yeah, like, every year I know that people in California get all pissy about Cinco de Mayo and have attitude. You know, the Latin X crowd, and I'm not talking about the Latinos, I'm talking about the ones that call themselves Latin X. They, uh, which is a very small subset. Yeah, nobody calls themselves Latin X. <laughs> Oh, clearly you've never met Keiko from Brewbike, which I just found out she got married to Brit, which is a decision that I'm sure Brit, Brit made out of no duress or threat of something that I won't go into. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, so people get, anyway, so the Latinx crowd gets all mad every year and like throws up on Facebook, I assume, I don't know if anybody under the age of 60 uses Facebook these days um, or Instagram or whatever, these long winded things of like, Oh my gosh, you really shouldn't eat tacos today or, you know, enjoy wearing a sombrero and no pants and running around shaking maracas and dancing to kick ass Elvis Crespo songs. Even though to be fair, Elvis Crespo has nothing to do with Mexico. <laughs> um, you know, it all, it all kind of gets, gets folded in all at the same time. Um, but yeah, what a good way to spend a day that is. The classic celebration. <laughs> You've never done that? <laughs> I don't think most people have done that. Well, I, I know. I mean, that, that sounds like a pretty New Orleans thing to me. I, I remember, like, Cinco de Mayo is actually not that big out here. Uh, one of the worst things about New Orleans is the appalling lack of even passable Mexican food. I don't know if like no Mexicans want to live here or what. Like honestly I meet very few people who are Mexican now that I think about it. And I'd never hear Spanish, which is interesting. Uh except for that there's taco trucks across from Home Depot that I hear are the best, but I still haven't been. Um but yeah, like all Mexican food here is garbage. The best Mexican food we have is white people tacos, which is what I'm getting after this. Uh from Barracuda. Otherwise, you when you order nachos, uh, you get like bagged wholesale chips with American cheese squares put on them. Uh, same thing if you get a burrito, they'll put American cheese squares in them. And the people here have the audacity to say that Felipe's that does that is good, and they're crazy. Oh, that's awful. So National Taco Day. Unfortunately, I am in the city that it is least apt to be celebrated, except. If it were Cinco de Mayo, one of my favorite New Orleans things was uh, uh, the potholes here are really, 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 really bad. And Canal Street is kind of the main thoroughfare, although it's a total shithole, ghetto, awful street. Uh, that at one point, uh, a giant sinkhole had opened up in the middle of Canal Street. And I'm talking like a 15 foot by like 12 foot hole. Uh, that <laughs> I guess had been like eroded under the road and then the road just like kind of collapsed on top of it. And uh, so there was like a 10 foot deep hole there and it opened up on like May 2nd or something like that. So naturally, 
people decided that they were going to have a big party in this gaping hole in the middle of the main street. They called it Sinkhole de Mayo. <laughs> and so about a, like about a thousand people showed up. This is the year before I moved here in 2018. Uh, a thousand people showed up and they all were like trying to party in the hole and they had like DJs and stuff. And the cops showed up. They're like, hey, get out of the hole. And they said, no, <laughs> said, no, Make we're going to party. Yeah, they were running around wearing sombreros and like, woo, Sinkhole de Mayo. Um, yeah, that is why I love this stupid, stupid city. That's why I deal with the nonsense that happens here. Well, see, there's your problem. It's Canal Street. Choose a lane, bro. Canal <laughs> or street. Go to be a canal or a street. <laughs> it's not sinkholes. It's just canal that all the street is in the way of. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I guess we could talk about World Animal Day. Right. After I say this one other thing that has nothing to do with anything, it's too bad we're not on camera today. Uh, I put on like a pair of these, like kind of like purplish pink, like almost mauve pants, and like like it's almost like salmon. It's like a dull reddish pink, and a green Henley, uh, like kind of a sage. Mm-hmm. And I looked in the mirror, and I'm blonde with a scraggly beard right now, so I look exactly like a sexy Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I look, it, I'm a spitting image of a sexy Shaggy right now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of animals in the world, like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's where I was trying to go with that. Well, well nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, a- animals can be cool, and also the worst, and also totally fine. Hey, we're finally bringing the Simpsons reference back. Uh, that episode where Bart wins a full-grown African elephant from the radio talk show hosts. Stampy. Uh, Stampy the elephant. At the end where, like, they release him into the wildlife preserve and he's just a total dick to the other elephants. They're like, wait, I thought he'd be happy. And he's just, like, bumping all the other elephants as if, you know, they're sober and he's drunk. Um, <laughs> he's <back>. all... <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's, he's all, all just kind of a jerk to everybody, and they're like, what, 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 what's going on? We thought he'd be happy. Wildlife Preserve guy says, well, you know, like, just like humans, sometimes animals are just jerks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes animals are cool, and then sometimes they're, uh, they're not that way as much. Yay, super broad, vague World Animal Day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm trying to be as bro- open and broad as possible, just like this way too broad of a holiday. Yeah, uh, so tell me how you feel about bird people. Not people that are birds, that, but people that love birds. It's almost like you knew that I had an opinion about that. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> All right, you so have an do- opinion about bird people? <laughs> so dog people are broad enough that there's like, not a whole lot you can pin to them aside from the fact that like they are willing to take care of an animal that like requires lots of care and attention uh so they're okay with slight neediness and they often like snuggly pet pets <laughs> pet, Real pets, pets that need to be padded yeah yeah it's not a pet if, unless you can pet it um, and then, like, cats gets a little more narrow, cat people, where, you know, they want something that requires basically no attention and uh, isn't needy and can be kind of a dick sometimes. Um, so cat <laughs> people are a little bit more, like, antisocial and weird. Uh, and then birds. Bird people are crazy because they're, they're the, the craziest until you get into, like, exotic animals, I would guess. Uh, bird people, uh, our friend Tree, yes, her name is Tree. We're from California, so what do you expect? Um, Tree owns two birds, and she'll, like, run around town. Uh, she's kind of got, like, a koala bear nose and, like, a real Muppety energy about her. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a perfect impression of her voice. Uh, I am Tree, I like things, and I like to wiggle my butt. Uh, so she'll run around town saying sentences like that in that voice uh, with a tiny lovebird on one shoulder and a uh, big old parrot situation on the other shoulder. And these two birds are named after Muppets. One's Beaker and the other one's Kermit. Uh, 
uh, and they're always trying to kill each other because they really hate each other, these two birds. Birds usually just really don't like each other unless they're like... Uh, they're like fucking. <laughs> unless they're squaring up. <laughs> unless they're squaring up, yeah. They, they, they really want to kill the shit out of each other. So if it's like two boy birds, those birds are going to murder each other. Unlike dogs, where like if you got two boy dogs, they kind of become prison gay. Um... <laughs> But these two birds are always trying to kill each other on her shoulder. Uh, and the thing about birds is they imprint on you, which means they kind of, like, see you as their mama. And so they hate everything that isn't you. And so it's kind of like Chihuahua owners, where they're like, when he's being a jerk, it's like, oh, no, he's just being protective of his mama. Like, uh, that, except it's flying at you and, like, trying to peck your eyes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, birds, I don't get it. Although, running a raven could kind of be cool, because they're, like, weirdly smart. And like a writing desk. Or yeah, why is a raven like a writing desk? Not how is a raven like a writing desk, but why, which implies it is very much like a writing desk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not even a question. It is like a writing desk. Stock a raven, a mad! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that movie's so good. Yeah, that movie's so freaking good. I don't know how... Uh, oh, uh, in case anybody's curious, Alice in Wonderland, uh, the Disney version. Um, the good the Disney version? One. Yeah, all the other ones are hot garbage. Wait, is Alice in Wonderland part of the public domain? It, look that up. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I assume that it is. Or maybe not, because uh, the book is Alice, like, through the looking glass. So, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, there's two books. There's two different Alice in Wonderlands. So, there's, yeah, there's Alice in Wonderland, which is a book, and Through the Looking Glass, and what Alice found there, which I didn't even know that was part of it, uh, are in the public domain. So, just like Wizard of Oz, if you base it off of the book, and not the movie, then it's public domain. So, interesting. Uh, yeah, if like uh, for example, Wizard of Oz, uh, I think the Wicked Witch of the West being green is made up in the movie, and so it was like a lot of weird stuff, like specific stuff, like uh, the Yellow Brick Road. It wasn't even yellow brick uh, in the book. You read the book more than I did, so like, what what else is there? Is is aren't the ruby slippers like not ruby? Yeah, they, like, go to a whole different land in Oz. Like, there's, they go off to, like, there's the north and the south and the east and the west, and they, like, visit all of them. It's not just like, well, let's go straight to Oz. Let's go straight to the middle, yeah. yeah. Let's skip the rest of this interesting world. Although, hey, whatever they did, they did a good job, because that's the bet. Someone asked me yesterday, what's your favorite movie? And I was like, that's a stupid question. But the answer is Wizard of Oz. It's the best movie. <laughs> I disagree, but it is amazing. Uh, what movie is better? Well, first, the coolest part of the book, Wizard of Oz, is probably when they get into Oz and they're they have like a green room that they have to go through to get in to the city. Which is oh amazing. yeah 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 I love this. Um, and they have them put on like these goggles, and when they walk in, they're like, "Wow, this beautiful Emerald City." Uh, in the book, it's just like plain white normal city, but They've got green goggles on. <laughs> I love how many of these books all kind of like hold on to my mistrust of large institutions and government organizations that are like, look how great things are. Don't look behind the curtain, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, but the best movie ever, School of Rock. No, School of Rock's yeah. great, but... You're, you'd better not be serious that that's the best movie ever. It's not the best movie ever, but it is my favorite movie ever. Okay, I, I made two different claims. The Wizard of Oz is my favorite movie, and it's the best. Oh, wow, okay. It's both, <laughs> yes. And before you correct me by saying the first 40 minutes is boring, you're goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very boring first 40 minutes. <laughs> Call what it a, a slow burn. 
that you happen to know what the best movie is, and it also happens to be the one that's your favorite. <laughs> well, B, it's because I have impeccable taste. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> Just like my impeccable taste in transitions. You remember that part where they have flying monkeys? Well, guess what those are? <laughs> Animals. <laughs> Wait, you're transitioning back to one that we already talked about? Are we done with that? I feel like we've been on a roll with this one. <laughs> impeccable. <laughs> Also, also uh, uh, Louis C.K., like, I, I, honestly, I don't know where I'm going with this, aside from just, like, referencing it just so I can do the voice that he did. Um, <laughs> he, he made, like, a five-minute joke in a special about the scene in uh, Wizard of Oz where they're, they're talking to, um, what is it, the, uh, oh, oh uh, it's, like, the Tin Man and Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow all get, like, attacked by the Flying Monkeys, and they're in, you know, the Haunted Forest, like, Tin Man's, oh, like, yeah. ho- holding a gun. <laughs> Which, or, or, is it, or is it the Scarecrow? Oh, no, my trivia is slipping pretty badly. Uh, I used oh, to be yeah. famous in my family for knowing what colors the horse of a different color turned in order. Um, although... Which is also hilarious that, like, they had to use different horses, and it's very noticeable. It's very obvious. You know, my favorite part about that legend in our family... What? I remember dad, dad asked me because he was like trivia grilling me on Wizard of Oz what in order what color did the horse of a different color turn and we were in and out I don't know why I remember this so vividly but maybe it's like the first time I lied and got away with it it's <laughs> probably a very formative experience yeah well like so I, I said like in order I don't remember exactly what it was I said like orange green blue red yellow like deadpan staring him right in the eyeballs and he was like holy shit how did this kid remember that maybe i have a photographic memory genius son or you have a son that confidently said a thing knowing that you don't know the answer (laughs) and as long (laughs) as i answer with impeccable confidence there is no way you're gonna check your work on that one (laughs) uh yeah one of my favorite quotes of all time is a lie spoken with confidence rings truer than a fact spoken meekly. Benjamin Franklin said that. Which is funny, because he didn't. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious, because he definitely didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but since I said things like, rings truer than a fact spoken meekly, most people go, I don't know, like, sounds like some shit old syphilis having Benjamin Franklin would say. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that guy was an animal of the world. Yeah. Yeah, he he must be one of your heroes, because he sure tried everything once. <laughs> yeah, wait, what's, what's the deal with him, like, inventing electricity? <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to fly a kite with a key on it and get credited in Waterboy years later for inventing electricity. While simultaneously being outed as a fraud because we all know Waterboy's mom invented electricity. Benjamin Franklin is the <laughs> devil after all. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin is the devil. Uh, yeah, um, I, th- I think he did a bunch of studies on specifically grounding electricity, um, which I won't go into well, was, because it's what, super boring. <laughs> wait, was electricity being a bad, bad boy? Yeah, yeah, he needed to be punished. Uh-huh. Oh, maybe, maybe that's why... Benjamin Franklin was so into it because he was kind of a kink. <laughs> so, yeah, you've, yeah, you've I, been real bad electricity. <laughs> you need to be punished. Benjamin Franklin was one of those little like leather paddle things. <laughs> <laughs> He's swinging around his key on his kite. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I want to learn more about Benjamin Franklin because uh, every time I see him pop up, I'm like, man, this dude is a friggin pimp man like this guy's the man yeah every time i read anything about him I'm like man he was so cool like yeah, teddy roosevelt's the same way yeah <laughs> yeah that guy just like kicked the shit out of world diplomats like he had a wrestling ring in his office and like you know the ambassador of france <laughs> would come over and he'd be like all right let's fucking throw down france and they'd be like what he's like oh what are you gonna surrender even though that had not become a thing because world war ii hadn't happened yet <laughs> 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 or World War One, or well, I guess you know the French had been in wars in the past and probably were known for surrender. 
probably. That's kind of. Do you know there's no word thing. for surrender in French? <laughs> Why? Oh, there just there isn't. Is this a lie spoken boldly? <laughs> you don't trust me enough, B. Because I was gonna say they just use the phrase "je, je suis." Francais? Fuck, I can't yeah. speak that boldly. Yeah, Just we Francais. Yeah, that's how they say or that. Or Fran- Francaise, because they're a bunch of little girls. Oh, French joke. Yeah, take that. They won't fight me, they'll surrender. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, re- I really want to go out to bars. Like I, I've been wanting to do this for years. I mean, I'm getting too old for this. I should figure my life out, but I really want to go out to, I really want to, go out to bars and flirt with people. Uh, in a French accent. It's like my French accent's good enough so that Americans would think that they're like, I don't know, this guy's probably French. Because um, I'm at least better at it than I am with an Australian accent. Because Australian, I, I have to say, like, oh, you go to look at from them drop beers. And that's about all I can say. And like, that's not even that great. <laughs> yeah. But I can't say anything else aside from, no, no. I actually did that in uh, in high school once. Not went out to a bar and. Spoke I was gonna say that that's, that's even more impressive. They're like, "Oh, wait, what is this child doing in the bar? Oh, wait, he's French. It's okay if he's drunk." <laughs> uh, but in high school, around the time when the French exchange students were around, oh, I hated those guys. There were. There was one guy who like walked up to me like, oh, hey, like, are you one of those French exchange students? Like, it's so cool that you're here. And I'm like, uh, we. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd I'd taken a few classes of French in high school. I'd taken like three years of it. So I like I knew enough to pretend to somebody who had no idea. You could probably ask him where. I was going to say the big biblioteca is, which I know better than the word library, which fuck libraries. We'll get to that at some other point. <laughs> We've only had like three opportunities that somehow you've missed all of them. Well, actually, right now is a perfect opportunity, but it's going to take me about 20 minutes to get through how much I hate libraries. And I have a date tonight, which means that I can't go over time. <laughs> so more suspense about that. Yeah. Rant. Fuck libraries. Everything about libraries is bullshit, and they're stupid, and they're a waste of money, and we need to stop deifying libraries. They're dumb. Uh, You can go read a book without a library, especially in the modern-day age where you can basically get any text for free on the internet, and nobody reads books anyway. But I'll get into it later. (laughs) Which I mean, not today. Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, I I had that guy going for about three weeks, thinking that I was a French exchange student, and it was hilarious. And then I finally you talked to my normal voice. <laughs> yeah, every single day. Um, but yeah, I finally just started talking to my normal voice, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, so that, that ties into what my plan is for like doing this fake French accent to flirt with people. Uh, I want to be like... <laughs> well, now, now, of course, my French accent's going to be bad as I say this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to attempt to do it anyway. But um, I want to be like... Oh, do you want to hear my uh, my American accent? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, why not? And I'll say, yeah, right, hot dog, yeah, awesome, awesome, hot dog, yes. <laughs> Which, it's because it's I heard Internet Historian, you never hear anyone try an American accent that doesn't have one, but Internet Historian <laughs> did the perfect American accent, and he kept saying, awesome, yeah, hot dog, American, hot dog, yes, awesome. <laughs> So and he sounded absolutely perfect. <laughs> I guess that's like, oh, oh, baguette, oh, oh, omelette du fromage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, I guess it's exactly the same concept. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Hot dog is just an American, or a, yeah, American baguette. <laughs> I guess we say awesome a lot. Yeah. And, dude, French people... Love the Dexter's Lab episode where he tries to learn French and all he can say is oh, really? du fromage. They love it. I feel like everyone loves that episode. It's the best. Yeah, but it's even funnier that like 
it would be weird. Like it, I don't think they they didn't grow up. I guess it's more expats. Like well, like ex frogs, whatever the fuck you would call them. Um, people who live in France and then come over to America for a while, because they all kind of like you know have have their little groups of French people that are living in America that they talk to, and so they share like experiences of what it's like to be French in another country. Um, and, and so they, they've seen that and they all pass around the like 12 minute episode of Dexter accidentally only being able to say, omelette du fromage. <laughs> no, omelette du fromage, omelette du fromage. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we would act the same way if we were to go like say to France and they had a cartoon where the main character tried to learn English and all they learned was like, yeah, hot dog, awesome. And <laughs> howdy, like, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> all all the supporting cast is like, be in my movie. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh I'm kind of disappointed that more people that like California all the Californians that are moving to Austin, I'm disappointed that more people don't reference Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob. And uh, the episode where they're talking about barbecues and uh, fresh <laughs> peas in a can pie. Texas. Yeah, and <laughs> the stars at night are dull and dim whenever they have to be over dumb old stupid Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I definitely thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sandy Cheeks, you know? The animal of the world. From Spongebob. Yeah, yeah, the world, world animal. Yeah, I say that puts that to rest. Boy. Do I need a drink after those rants? <laughs> Maybe even vodka. Although that would have been a great sponsor break if we had one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try Twisted Tea. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Try Whipped Cream Vodka. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Try Whipped Cream Vodka, you 17-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, tr- Try Twisted Tea. It's terrific. <laughs> I feel like that would be a decent ad campaign if you leaned into how bad that was on purpose. Yeah, like only somebody who's just trashed would come up with the joke. Yeah, and me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also you. Yeah, like as long as you did it ironically, like I, I feel like that would actually go over pretty well, and people would buy it ironically at frat parties because those are the only people who drink twisted tea anyway. Except me, once. better than freaking. Stupid commercials like Dilly Dilly. Oh man, they put a lot of money into that Budweiser campaign, and it worked. And I'm so mad. <laughs> I completely disagree. I didn't hear anybody actually say Dilly Dilly. Maybe I heard one douche try to say it at a bar, and everybody immediately was like, "No." I mean, how many friend or how many coworkers in a corporate office do you have named Dylan? Because oh, that guy also, was you, called... you guys, you guys are goddamn engineers. Yeah. Well, no, it was the sales guys. Oh, come on, sales guys. I mean, that's that's the most sales guy thing. Like the working hard or hardly working. Hey, dilly yeah. dilly. Hey, dilly dilly. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, it, it was exactly that. <laughs> oh, what what do I get? <laughs> engineers wouldn't refer to their coworkers in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, I uh, uh, I do that every time I uh, I meet someone named Kathy. I immediately go to the far underrated Dimitri Martin important thing show when he's uh, uh, what what is it? Uh, is it Reverse Man? He's what, I remember because he's no Reve- the Revenger, Revenge, Revenge, Re- like what whatever the hell his catchphrase was at the end. Anyway, uh, he he ends up like having to give up the life of a superhero. And he just works a boring desk job in the office, and he's walking by. He's like, hey, working hard, hardly working. Hey, like, how's it going? Mondays, am I right? And then he walks by some coworker and says, Kathy! <laughs> so every that time is... I meet someone named Kathy, Kathy! Oh, man, that is exactly the guy that called Dylan Dilly Dilly. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a salesman at heart. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh, and anytime I meet someone named Barbara, Brabra, from Flight of the Concords. Brabra. <laughs> it was Barbara. There's no such name as Brabra. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Vodka. I'm trying to remember what. Uh... Oh. So there's, I think, was it a Moscow mule? 
No, it was uh oh 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 okay. Ranch water is tequila and Topo Chico specifically for some reason and lime. Understand how Topo Chico has become so successful. I bet you it was something similar to Fernet where they like courted bartenders and made it this kind of like secret handshake. Um, Probably. Which I guess now I have to talk about that because that's actually surprisingly interesting. Um, so Fernet is this aperitif uh, or digestif, um, which means it tastes like garbage and herbs and more garbage. Uh, otherwise, it would just be a spirit. Uh, but like the worse it tastes, the more they have to market it as like, a, oh, it's kind of like medicine. Um, and the idea is that it's like an after dinner sipper that is supposed to help you digest, which there's no scientific backing behind. It's just kind of a thing in old, old like, you know, late 1800s, kind of like highfalutin society. They'd have that after like a 12 course meal. I mean, uh, maybe so, it would kill some of the bacteria from spoiled food. <laughs> which is why Indian food uses the spices that it uses, which reminds me, Thai tea, awesome. Kombucha, Almost as awesome. Thai tea kombucha, absolutely terrible. Uh, because oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> Why? Those are two wonderful drinks, but they're those flavors, man. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, do you know how you make kombucha? Now, now we're really sprawling, but do you know how you make kombucha? It's like fermented. To, you need your mother, your little bacteria, and oh. you ferment tea, right? You hear that, kids? Stay out of the kitchen. Because you need your mother to make this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get your mother and you send her in the kitchen. You kids, you don't belong. I love that. That is by far our most listened to episode by like is it? three times. Probably because it has the words positive thinking in it, and a bunch of people looked up the words positive thinking. You know, I really wish our analytics were able to tell how long people listen to it because. I, would I guess bet it was like not very long. <laughs> yeah, maybe like thirty seconds. <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, kids stay out of the kitchen. I love that. That's one. Oh, did, that didn't happen to be the Jello one as well, was it? Definitely not. No. Damn, because I've sent that one to a surprising amount of people, and <laughs> they claim to have enjoyed it. <laughs> Friends with liars. Um, okay, so yeah, so you make it with tea, like you ferment tea, and that's what kombucha is. So, what's the best tea? Thai tea, because you're supposed to take a tea and make it really sweet, which, like, when you have Thai tea, that's what it is. So it's just like, oh, sweet. Yeah, let's figure this one out. We'll do great things together. But similar to Indian food, uh, the, like, Thai tea has a lot of, like, antimicrobial spices in it, Mm -hmm. uh, which makes it absolutely not able to mix with fermenting, which is all about, you know, Living organisms (laughs) and (laughs) microbes. Um, Yeah, so it turned out like rancid. It was oof, bad. Uh, But uh, yeah, Indian food to wrap that one up real quick. Yeah, antimicrobial spices. That's why it's so like heavily spiced. Is uh, they had a lot of like food spoilage problems, and so they're like, how about we just like mask the off flavors of severely rotten meat with all these spices? And then it also turned out that those spices. Not only made it taste less terrible, it also preserved the food to some extent more so because refrigeration was not really an option, especially in a country that was as hot as it was. And then moving back to uh, Fernet. All right, so Fernet's an aperitif digestif. It tastes bad. It tastes like mouthwash and licorice and gasoline. Um, And they marketed it to bartenders by which they just gave a bunch of free bottles of it to bartenders in San Francisco and were like, you can have all you want after your shift. Like, this is the drink that you're going to drink. And everyone's like, this is terrible. And they said, no, it's fancy. And so <laughs> no, they, they free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so they kept just shoving it in bartenders hands. And then eventually it kind of became this like in thing in San Francisco, like an in joke of uh, like after shifts. That's all they would drink was for net. So if you ordered a Fernet at the bar, that meant like it was like a secret handshake. They're like, oh, this guy knows. He drinks the same terrible beverage that we all drink. Uh, he's one of us. We should give him free shit and treat him cool. And so now, like if you're a curly mustache type, 
especially if you're on the West Coast, order Fernet, and people will think that you're also a curly mustache bartender. Um, and that tied in with something. We we got like four dollars. No, 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 no. Hold on. It tied in with something that was a secret handshake. Topo Chico. That's the one. Yeah, Topo Chico. I think it's exactly the same. It's the same curly mustache people, but those bartenders that are the ones that like popularize Topo Chico, and and they're the ones that swear by it specifically. In my experience. Oh, I mean that's probably because you're bartendee <laughs> sometimes. Um, but for me, I've never heard of a dude being like, "Oh yeah, Topo Chico." I've only heard of women love Topo Chico. I've actually never heard of a woman loving Topo Chico except people who are obsessed with ranch waters in Austin. Hmm. Yeah, I, I just knew a lot of curly mustache bartendery types that all drank Topo Chico, and also I assume just because ranch water is Topo Chico specific, and I, there's no reason why. It's so um, dumb. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't make sense. Uh, but all that to say, I'm, I, of course now I can't remember the damn joke, but uh, there's ranch water, and then there was like, I think it was white bitch water, or like... <laughs> vodka soda. Yeah. yeah, is is vodka, like basic bitch water, uh, is vodka soda. <laughs> It's I actually that's what I get most of the time when I'm out now, because my thought is I'm like, well, why make myself feel more like shit when honestly I'm getting this drink to get drunk? It's not because it tastes good. If I go yeah. to a like if I'm getting a drink at dinner or at a nice like cocktail place, love them. But if I'm at a place to flirt and dance with people like. I'm not going to get a Nick and Nora glass, I'm going to get a like go cup filled with as much liquor as possible and water because I want to get my water in and I don't want to have a hangover the next day. I don't want a bunch of sugar and extra calories for no reason. Yeah. I call it a skinny teeny. (laughs) Or a teeny teeny. (laughs) Yeah, a martini teeny. Um, Yeah, teeny martini. Yeah, I feel like vodka is it's Adam. so just like fine that it, I don't have much yeah. to say about it. It's it's just fine. Like it's it's okay. It's well, one I, of the best I never, thing to do shots with, I guess. I, I never. Well, I feel like a real alcoholic if ever I do shots of vodka or like a seventeen year old because that was UV vodka back in the day or Burnett's, <laughs> which is Chico water. Um, not to be confused with Chico water, which is a skinny teeny like we were talking about a ago. Um, oh, that's my most whiffed joke I've ever made on this show. <laughs> Way worse than the tea having nuts in it. <laughs> <laughs> Only when you're not looking. <laughs> oh my god, that joke was terrible. Like, I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, vodka is fine, but I find it makes a way bigger difference because I wasn't drinking it in anything ever because I'm just like, yeah, it's just to get, it's just not add flavor and to get you drunk. That's the point of vodka. Yeah. So you actually, it's one of the only ones that for once it is worth it to get the top shelf stuff. And that may sound stupid, but a kettle one and soda tastes remarkably different than like, you know, cheap well one or even like a Tito's and soda tastes like shit. I don't know what Tito's did to make it seem like they're this like small batch handcrafted bullshit. They're not. They're a giant company. They're huge. Maybe they started off small, but they're huge. And I think they're potato based. And so it's like oily and heavily flavored of like shit. <laughs> it's it tastes bad. So Yeah, I'm not a fan of Tito's and there's so many people I know that are like, I only drink Tito's. Yes, I don't know what made everybody Tito loyalists. And there was something going around on the internet years ago, and I remember Dad brought it to my attention of like, wow, this stuff is like the best. It's won all these awards. Yeah, maybe if they bribed the people, Tito's tastes like shit. And I fell for it. Like, I assumed it was supposed to be good. And then I tasted, like, Grey Goose is whatever. But Kettle One tastes like nothing. It tastes like what a vodka is supposed to taste like, which is nothing. It's exactly what you want. So if you get a... Kettle one and soda, it tastes like soda water, plus the lime you squeeze in it. 
Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, Froggy B, which is one of my favorites. Where it just yeah, tastes that one like, tastes like nothing. It just tastes like nothing, and it also has my name in it. Plus Froggy. Oh, yeah. Plus. Oh, hopefully. Uh, also, is that a song or is that just something Mammy made up? I assume it's a song. The Froggy went in court. Froggy went in court noon. He did right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm sure it's some kind of Kentucky folk song. Is that like a well-known thing? Because, yeah, that actually sounds like a slave song, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tex Rit Ritter. I'll listen to that later. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, soju is just a better vodka. Soju is? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's It's like rice vodka. Maybe. Oh, okay. Froggy went to court and the song was first... Re- this has nothing to do with vodka. <laughs> World Animal was, Day. We're back to it. <laughs> was first, there you go. was first recorded by Thomas Ravenscroft. What a sweet name. In 1611. So it predates any slavery that ever happened, according to American... Uh, uh, our, our American history classes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird that like even before there was a lot of like social justice in the public eye um, yeah. even before that when we teach history classes we don't even touch slavery in other cultures like ever and then just like suddenly we hit 1776 and like oh look america is born and also there were slaves suddenly <laughs> yeah yeah it's there's this weird implication that like Slavery is an American institution. And I'm not saying that it wasn't a bummer. (laughs) No, no, but honestly, like, where where, where I'm going with that is just, like, the concept of owning people just makes sense. I mean, it's it's been a concept that's been acted upon for longer than it hasn't. (laughs) Yeah, well, and and, uh, I'm sure that can be clipped out of context, and that was the point. But, like, what I mean is the idea of, like, putting a gun or a knife to someone's, like, ribs and saying, hey, I don't want to work anymore. How about you do it? And they go, like, but I don't want to. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll kill you if you don't. And then they go, oh, all right, I guess I'll do that work you didn't want to do. And then you just, like, do that on a bigger scale. Like, it just seems like an obvious thing that would happen, and it's a miracle that it doesn't happen more and still. I'm not saying that there isn't slavery currently, um, but, like, it's way less widespread than I would absolutely expect it to be. Because why don't we just have people, like, pointing a gun at at you just being like, hey, I don't want to fold my clothes. You fold them. And then you fold them for him, and he's like, all right, go about your business. (laughs) (laughs) As you were. As you were. (laughs) Like, that would be pretty sweet, man. Like, I really don't want to fold my clothes. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to try that out next week. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, then I'll have plenty of time to tell you guys all about my hate of libraries from jail, where I'll look extra crazy. So I was listening to something um, the other day about, like, different languages and dialects and stuff, uh, and they were talking about, like, Southern African-American dialects and how they grew in different areas and why and all that stuff uh but the lady that was talking about it kept using the word colonizers talking about what exactly talking about like when britain moved over to the u.s or like to the americas and i'm like i i guess that's a word you could use for that but like what happened to like colonists Okay, can you elaborate where the problem is there? Because I think I'm with you. It just, there's something, like, the connotation of colonizer is obviously evil. Like, they're actively, like, putting their selves in this place that they don't belong, basically. Uh, But colonist is the word that we've always used up until apparently now. Yeah, now that I think about it, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, okay, so how do they rectify that? Because colonist has a much sunnier 
implication than colonizers. Because, like, a colonizer is someone who, like, plans to subjugate people. And a colonist is someone who's just like, hey, man, I think California is a bummer. And I'm, like, getting out of here and going to Austin like all the other colonists. And uh, I guess, like, you know, in a way, you're pissed off at the colonists for, like, fucking with your way of life. But, you know, they're trying to escape something that sucks. And in a way, you kind of feel bad for them. I guess it's the difference between a colonist is somebody who lives in a colony and a colonizer is somebody who makes a colony. Yes. Yeah, there, there's someone who there was like a pre-planned thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's just really weird to me that that's the word that she used every time. Uh, and where, what, where, where was this? Uh, it was uh, it was a YouTube video talking about like different accents and dialects from around America. Hmm. Yeah. That's also something that's funny around here is like, dude, the accents are like wildly disparate for depending on what neighborhood you're from around here, there's a different accent and it's still intact, which is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those things they were saying is like East coast has so many and the West coast has like three. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the the South, I would say, like, for the most part, it's, you know, I'm sure Mississippi's a little bit different than Alabama, but it's not substantial. But here, it's the difference of three miles, or, like, sometimes a mile, and I'm not even talking about, like, a race difference. It could just be, like, a white girl that grew up in Chalmette and a white girl that grew up in Uptown have wildly different accents, and they're both Southern and New Orleans. It's super weird. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just yes, if you, like tacos, just like tacos, wildly different in California and Louisiana. <laughs> I like flour tortillas. I also like flour tortillas. I mean, corn, corn's still good. They're just not as good. I don't like crispy tacos. I, like Tex-Mex is like the only place that makes like crispy shell tacos. I don't think crispy shell tacos are real. I think they're made up. Yeah, like the weird like, basically, chip shell is bad. Yeah, like the Taco Bell one? Yeah, but if yeah. you're actually, like, frying a tortilla in oil yourself, it's pretty dang good. Even then, dude, they're just, like, really drippy. Like, I, I, I think that's the problem, is that they are deep-fried to not taste like shit. And so they yeah. taste all oily, when you could just instead do a flour tortilla and have it not taste like shit and not be oily. <laughs> we were joking about the whole, like things that your parents have in their heads of like, ooh, I made it. So, like, this is my thing. Like, for <laughs> my wife's, or my, um, yeah, my wife's dad, it was crown molding and a frosted <laughs> pantry door. Yeah. And for our dad, it's filet mignon, which he uses in chili, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's such a waste of filet mignon. Not because filet mignon isn't good, but because the idea of chili is it's low and slow, and therefore it can, like, all the collagen can be rendered out of the low and slow shitty kind of meat. Instead, it'll just turn filet mignon into leather. Yeah, and the reason why I bring that up is because it's hilarious that Dad's tacos, which are awesome, Mm -hmm. but they're made with canned roast beef. (laughs) Yeah. So funny that he's like, oh yeah, chili, putting filet in that. Tacos, (laughs) where like the meat is most of what you're eating. (laughs) Anytime, anytime I've tried to like get dad to eat tacos that are homemade that like don't have canned meat in them, he's like, these are worse. (laughs) 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 And like that would actually be a decent use of filet mignon. Or like I'm even thinking like taco with beef tartare would actually probably be really freaking good. Oh yeah. Taco tartare. Oh dude, get some caviar in there. Ooh. Fancy tacos, man. That would be super good with some cream friche and then, like, you know, a little cut on the bias, like, slice of uh, chive, like, two of them, like, sticking up, like, little pointy hairs. So I take it your... Yeah, yeah. I take it your burger take doesn't apply to tacos (laughs) about you need to keep them as simple as possible. Um, Well, tacos are one of those things where, like, keeping a taco simple are delicious. But tacos, you can do them complicated or simple, and they're still great. 
Yeah, tonight like, I'm I'm making some Vietnamese grilled pork, and oh, yeah. Shorty was like, "Oh, let's make tacos." I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah. yeah, let's make some tacos." <laughs> so we're gonna be tossing all kinds of fun stuff on there. Yeah, because I I think the difference is that like tacos is just you take a thing that's good and you put it on a piece of flat bread, which is also good, and you would yeah want to have like some sort of bread on the side anyway. So like that it just goes together. But like a burger is a very specific kind of sandwich already. So like, it's I, I, I think here's a good parallel. It's a meatloaf ham- on a bun. Yeah, like take take a ham sandwich. Like ham sandwiches are good. It has diminishing returns once you like really fancy it up. It's like yeah, it's gonna be better. But if you make it with Hamon de Iberico, it's gonna be better. But it's gonna be too rich and a waste of that. And it's going to be prohibitively expensive which would make it not worth the money to make that kind of burger or sandwich in that case just like just make a fucking burger man it's already it's already fixed i did a kobe burger the other day and it was not as good as just like a regular old ground beef burger yeah Yeah. like especially because you're gonna be ruining that flavor with like ketchup and stuff which (laughs) like i I like a shitty t-bone steak with a1 steak sauce like, it's awesome, mm. but I would feel bad putting A1 steak sauce on a very good cut of meat. Yeah. Yeah, and burgers are that way, too. And ham sandwiches, but not tacos. Tacos you can dress up. Yeah, tacos you can do all kinds of fun stuff with. Yeah, because it's, like, about the accoutrement, and burgers are not. The more, like, shit you put on a burger, like, the less I want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... We have a taco place around Sacramento called Mas Taco. And that place is like the epitome of just like a bunch of weird tacos. And they're so good. And there's a Korean fried chicken taco where it's literally just a laughing bun with like kimchi and fried chicken. What's a laughing bun? Uh, that's like a little bao steamed bun. But it's oh, like man. the full. Ba- Bows are so cute. It's a little foldy one, though, not the like stuffed one. Yeah, well, bows are they ever stuffed? Normally, like bows are the little foldy ones, right? They're so cute. Yeah. No, little, little bows are a lot of the time. It's the stuffed steam bun. They're like spongy. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the Chinese bow. I think Korean bows are normally the little foldy bits. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, it, uh-huh. I think that's true, but that's you know I'm making that up. Uh, but okay. dude, they're so good, but too expensive. Like, there's no need for bows to be as expensive as they are. They're pretty crazy expensive, usually. <laughs> yeah, it's like ordering sliders. Like, if you can order a burger for $8, but sliders for $8, like, meaning one slider, it's like, dude, I'll take the burger, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, sliders at burger prices. Get out of here, Bao. Yeah, Bao. Ooh, ooh, because they're small and they're kid size. They're, they're kid size, and I want them to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, get out of the kitchen <laughs> and into my mouth, Bows. Stay away from my wallet, you greedy bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, my terrible segue from there is uh, Shorty's dad, my father-in-law, freaking loves those Korean fried chicken taco things, the little bows. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that he loves <laughs> is golf. Of course he loves golf. Like, and, and it's golf lot sounds great, but it's also hilarious how... His interests line up with the stereotypes of what a man should be interested in. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a red-blooded American that loves baseball and golf and getting a tie for Father's Day. <laughs> Let's set the record straight. He doesn't wear ties. He wears polos and visors every single day. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. That's the exact type of guy that would get a tie for Father's Day from their ing- ungrateful children. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Ask Shorty right after this is over if she ever got a tie for her dad for his birthday or Father's Day. I bet you she did. I'm 95% sure she didn't. She knows her dad well enough to not get him a tie. (laughs) He wouldn't wear it. Yeah, but like when we were little kids, we got dad a tie. And okay, maybe that's maybe that proves the class differential between between us. Although, you know, he does uh, Shorty's father does quite well with his business. It is not a white collar business. Our dad was in uh, in sales for an electronics firm. Um, he he so hard, working he harder, hardly working. Everybody. Yeah. Yes, that is for sure. 
Um, and for some reason, to me, a secretary should always be named Pat. Because that was Dad's secretary's name. But like, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's always in my head. I wonder if it was short for Patricia or if it was just like some old lady named Pat. Yeah. Yeah, see, we got him ties because he wore ties a lot. Yeah. And apparently, according to you, we're ungrateful. <laughs> well, like, uh, you're incapable of getting a quality gift for someone when you're, like, five years old. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're like, I don't know, we're supposed to get a gift. How about a tie? Like, that's what marketing that was made to our feeble brains told us we were supposed to do. Um, but golf. Golf's a crazy game. I own a pair of golf clubs that I have never used. Uh, and I keep wanting to, but golf is one of those things. It's like skiing. It's very expensive to play, and you don't, and you have to do it with other people when you go. So, like, mm-hmm. you don't want to suck way worse than everybody else you're doing the activity with. So, it's yeah. really hard to get started because you have to, like, go and suffer through sucking all day in front of people that, like, you care about their opinion. And then, on top of that, it's expensive to suck at it. It's very embarrassing. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. So, for some reason, even though we're super young, uh, all of my wife's friends, and by proxy my friends, are married. Like, none of my side of the actual, like, friends that I have from, like, elementary school and high school and college and all that, basically none of my friends except for one is married. So all yeah, of that's the so married, weird to me. All of the married friends, every single one of them, the husband has suddenly gotten into golfing. Because like, you gotta oh, get away from your old ball and chain, man, and hit the links. Yeah, so, like, last year, about, suddenly they all started golfing, and it is really funny that I learned nobody that is golfing, except for Shorty's dad, is good at golfing. Like, apparently you show up to the course, and, like, the parking lot will be completely full, and about two people will actually be any good at all. Yeah, that has surprised me, too. It seems like golfing is an excuse to, like, be outside and get super day drunk and drive around in a go-kart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, I didn't realize that that's what it was. I thought people were, like, actually playing. But, like, really, the point is just to be outside and hang out with some buds and drink. And then every once in a while, be like, oh, I guess it's my turn. That reminds me. I have a gift, big gesture that you can do for Dad if you want to... Uh, ever be thought of as the favorite ever again because I totally kicked you out of the, the the possibility of being in the pool of favorites by taking dad <laughs> yeah. to Hawaii on my dime like a good yeah. son um, <laughs> okay so this is like one of those ones where like dad taught me how to give good gifts so I paid attention to like really little shit on this one he was talking yeah. on the trip about a golf course in Arizona that a lot of like you remember Hot Shots Golf oh yeah this course would be like ripped right out of that PlayStation one game because it's a desert with like little islands of greens. I, those courses are called links courses, which now I understand why they call it. Hey, let's hit the links afterward. Bobo, you know? Oh, okay. And then out in Folsom, there's golf links and golf What's... links drive. Oh yeah, probably. Um, yeah. So it's a links course. I will send you the name of it. It's in Arizona and he's like always dreamed of playing this course and has never been able to do it. And so I assumed it was, you know, I've heard golf is prohibitively expensive. Uh, and that made me assume that it's like 500 to $800 per person per round, which turns out it is for a lot of courses. Like the ones in Hawaii are that way and they're sold out for like five months. Yeah. This one, however, you can get one like two months out and it's 125 a person. Oh, wow. If you play at certain times or it can be as high as like, 300 a person by the way like he was very specific he wanted to go to this specific course in arizona and it's always been a dream on his bucket list which like that's not much of a golfer that's the type of thing that like he'd be like oh my god someone listened to me closely enough to know that that's a thing i want similar to me always having wanted an award show in which i'm awarded the first annual montgomery burns award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence <laughs> Like, if a girlfriend gets me that, I will lose my mind. But I can never tell her that's what I want. And she will never know. 
Yeah, because, like, what a deep cut, man. <laughs> to know yeah. that I want that is unbelievable. Yeah, that would be... That would be quite a bit. Yeah, man, but, like, you know... That's what marriage is to me, man. <laughs> Someone that knows that. <laughs> oh, you gotta get you a shorty. <laughs> yeah, I feel like shorty would do something like that for you. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of awesome ladies, mom loves consignment shopping, and it's National Consignment Day. Yeah, consignment shopping is the way to go, man. Uh, it's you so good. Never. Uh, there's some idiot that I was at their house recently, and they just got a brand new couch for some stupid reason. And uh, <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> well, you know, you have a wife, so like they're irrational when it comes to nesting. So you stood no chance. I was actually really excited about it. I will never buy a new couch ever. Like I don't care how rich I am, I'm not buying a new couch. Period. Ever. It will never it's happen. So comfy and it fits perfect. Yeah, but mom and dad's red couch is way better than your guys'. How much did you pay for yours? Uh, like eleven hundred. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, mom and dad did pay like I think twenty five hundred for that red couch, and that red couch is amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. And I, that that couch I think was like a fifteen thousand dollar couch or something. But they got it on consignment for like you know twenty five hundred, three grand. Yeah, yeah, they did an awesome job finding that one. Uh, yeah, like it's also weird because our new house is a weird shape, and not much would fit in that section without cutting off walkways. <laughs> so yeah, getting it custom done was the way to go. Yeah, I would say that's not the dumbest part about the home that you own. I say from the like third apartment I've lived in this year. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the dumbest part about your house is the button, the two buttons that you have that are like wildly <laughs> touchable. They're like doorbell buttons. They're the most the touchable buttons. <laughs> so far, two out of the like five guests that we've had over have immediately <laughs> you I did pressed, it. Yeah, they immediately pressed these little like doorbell buttons that are in our house, like by a couple of sinks. Uh, that's used for something on the water heater that like it purges all the water pur- out of the yeah. pipes in the house uh yeah. and of course <laughs> both people why would you need this... that accessible <laughs> it seems like something you're... that would be like next to the water heater in the garage only no it's next to the sink so that you can get hot water basically immediately wait if it purges the pipes of the hot water no it purges that... the pipes of the standing water the water purge thing is goofy uh but Consignment stores. A lot of people aren't really aware of what a consignment store is. And it's basically like a middleman that sells usually furniture or clothing. Uh, You go to them and say, hey, I have clothing or furniture that isn't totally worthless that I would give to Goodwill. Or you're delusional and you think your garbage is worth something. And you go to them and say, hey, I want to sell my couch or my blouse or shoes or whatever the hell it is. And uh, you're like, I want thousand dollars for it and they can tell you if you're crazy or they can like tell you like okay that's right on um and then normally there's like a sliding scale at a lot of them so like you know if it's in the in the consignment shop for like a month it goes down by 10 percent. if it's in there for three months it go down by 30 percent. and essentially they're like negotiating for you and it's just a showroom to sell your stuff and they normally like split it pretty close to 50 50 uh, so you can say I want a thousand bucks for it, and they'll try to sell it for two thousand if they can, and then you know you split the difference. Yeah, yeah. That's also a thing that's done for uh, Warhammer stuff, basically army men for weird adults like me. Nerd. <laughs> yeah, they like most places that sell Warhammer stuff and like have a spot to play with friends. Uh, will also have a consignment case to sell yeah. your unwanted stuff. Well, I guess that's similar to like why consignment shops are the way that they are is normally it's like custom furniture. Like you're not going to find Ikea shit at a consignment shop. You're going to find really quality, usually like custom or very expensive pieces yeah. uh, for a fraction of the cost. Usually 
as long as they don't call themselves a vintage shop, which is essentially a consignment shop or like an antique store. It's a consignment shop, it's except it's garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> an- antique shops are either like, you know, flea market types or they do the thing where they're like, oh, this it's it's not a uh, it, it's not a clothing exchange or a Goodwill or a thrift store. It's an antique clothing store, the which means we charge. Boutique. Yeah, we charge we, we, we charge more than it cost when it first came out for sweat stained garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why um, with consignment stores, the pricing can be like wildly different uh, from store to store. And even within the same store, you can find like a really quality thing for like that should be brand new, like $10,000. You can find them for like 500 bucks or yeah. you'll find things that like clearly are worth like maybe 200 bucks that they're trying to sell for like 1500. <laughs> You're like, man, this guy's delusional. <laughs> yeah. There's a rug that's been in the consignment store near me that I kind of sort of want, but it's listed at $3,500 and it's been there for three years now. Whoa. I told the guy, yeah, hey, I'll give you way two. more. Yeah, man, they're expensive. The rugs are crazy expensive. Yeah. You know, I wonder if you could just like go to Home Depot and buy a bunch of carpet and then just like staple it together. <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess the answer isn't could you, it's more should you. <laughs> Nobody'll know the difference. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, no, so as we it, say every week, maybe you could staple together a bunch of squares of carpet and make a rug out of it. But should you? We'll see you guys next week, October 11th, for National Coming Out Day. So come on out here and listen to stuff that's probably about the gays. Uh, as well as National Sausage Pizza Day. Hey, I bet you when they come out, they're going to want some extra large sausage pizzas with extra sausage. I really wish I didn't go so heavy into this uh, this problematic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, General Pulaski Memorial Day. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to pull out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> and go skiing. Uh, <laughs> National <laughs> Online Bank Day. Uh, We're going to have to do all of our banking online now because we won't be able to leave the house. <laughs> we'll be wanted <laughs> criminals with how bad this is. Yeah, because people are going to go out on National Kick Butt Day and kick our butts. So join us for those holidays next week. <laughs> Thanks for celebrating yeah. October 4th with us. Yeah, just like we say every week. Thanks for celebrating October 4th with us. Every week. And we say that every week. <laughs>